is the Jose Show. Jose Show. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Jose Show. I am your host, Jose Roldan Jr., and I have a very special guest celebrity on the show today. I don't know if you've watched Netflix lately, but uh, I have one of the cast from the Netflix show, Rust Valley Restorers. I'd like to welcome Sarah Ward, who is the parts manager and project manager for Rust Bros in Tappan, British Columbia. Welcome, Sarah. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's Sunday. It's beautiful. And I'm just good. Happy to be here. Good. I was going to ask you, what was it like today in uh, Tappan? Um, it's beautiful, but I like the fall. Like the leaves are starting to change color. The sky is not really blue. It's mostly white, but it's still warm outside. Oh, wow. So it's nice. Fall's coming. Being here that I live in Lakeland, Florida, uh, we mm-hmm. really only have hot and cold. So we don't really have a fall. Um, yeah. I'm originally from the north, so I remember seeing the leaves change. And uh, I was actually in British Columbia, let's say, yeah, about four years ago. Um, I'm married now, but I was dating another lady. And uh, I got to go to British Columbia and Alberta. And let me tell you, British Columbia is... Yeah. Um, I got kind of car <laughs> sick because I was driving. We was like in a valley and we kept going side to side. And dude, I was like getting all car sick. And uh, I was like, oh, it's crazy. But yeah. um, all right, so... You know, it's it's uh, awesome to actually have you on the show, and um, the reason why I wanted to have you on the show because it's it's just nice to talk to people that actually do series like this. And I had the Rusta Valley Restorers in my queue on Netflix, and I just kind of got tired of watching some of the same old, same old. So I just wanted to watch a little bit, a little bit of reality television. So I decided to uh, binge watch it basically within a week uh, because uh, uh, my wife was sick and I had to take care of her, so I stayed home and. Man, it's just amazing uh, the stuff that these guys do and the stuff that you do as far as ordering stuff for them. But before the show, what did you actually do? Like, Because you haven't always worked there, correct? Correct, yeah. I've been there for almost three years now. So before I worked there, I was actually a cook for 13 years. Um, I cooked in lots of pubs. I love cooking camp. Um, and I did it for night shift for a long time. And so there was a three-year period in there where I actually did drywall. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Man, drywall is hard to do, so I commend you on that. <laughs> yeah, I board tape texture, and then I moved on to a bit of painting. I did that during the day for a couple of years, just interior and exterior house paint. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, I love I love painting when I first start, but then as I'm going through it, I can't stand it, but that's part of life. Yeah. So um, before uh, Russ Bros got uh, asked to be on the show or to actually do the show, were you already working there, or did you come in during like the first season of filming? I came in kind of a few months before they started filming. Like they approached me about a year before they actually started filming. And I honestly kind of took, like took it as a joke. I was kind of like, yeah, right. Whatever, Mike, like you show, haha. <laughs> and then, yeah, like a year later, he called me and was like, hey, do you want to start in March? And it was November. And I was like, yeah. So I started in February and I think we started filming in April, right before season one. That's amazing. That. Now, the show actually debuted on the History Channel first, correct? The History Channel Canada? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Now, um, what I was going to ask you is, have you always had an interest in um, classic cars? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Since I, I would say since before I could walk, honestly. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. uh, I didn't have a love for classic cars till, see, I'm 48 now. I would say maybe 20 years ago, because I used to think, uh, well, we'll give you an example the first car that I ever drove for my dad was a um, Plymouth Fury, 1973. Oh, and nice. I used to car that car a bomb because it was long. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was kind of ashamed to uh, drive it. And my mom had another car to drive me to school. So as she was driving me to school, I was like this covering my face. Because, and uh, so I'm like, oh, wait. So anyway, now uh, the episode that uh, really intrigued me was, I believe it was season three, episode five called Secret Stash. That is when you had that, uh, was it the 36 Buick Opera Coupe? 38. 38. Yeah. I'm sorry. 38. My bad. Yeah. No, I did do my, I, I did do my uh what do you call it uh, I did did my research but uh, I was kind of looking at it on here where I put it at. but anyway um now you was talking about uh, this is kind of like yours and your dad's car and you never really got to see him much uh, growing up uh, why was that if you don't mind me asking and if you don't want to answer it that's complete. oh no I'll answer uh, my my parents split up when I was about four and when they split up my mom and I we were kind of like gypsies we moved all over the Okanagan a lot and my dad moved a little bit up north to Loon Lake and my dad was a mechanic where he lived he had his own shop up there and my mom owned a leather shop in Kelowna so they both you know they were both just business owners that lived two to three hours away from each other so I just didn't get out there often but now did you keep in touch with him though as far as by phone or whatever yeah, absolutely. Now we're, he's, he's back in the Okanagan and I'm in the shop. So we are about an hour and a half away from each other now. So that's, that's amazing. It's always good to have a good relationship with your parents. I know yeah. I had a, I have a pretty good relationship with my father. My mom passed away almost four years ago and we had a good relationship, but we kind of butted heads a lot because we we're both, well, actually me and my dad and my mom were kind of headstrong, but you know, it's always good to have good relationships because you never know one day when you're going to need them or they're going to need you. Now, um, looking at the car that you had restored, and I know through camera photography and tricks, they speed up the restoration process. But actually, how long did it take to uh, between you know sanding it down, uh, finding the engine? Well, obviously, you got a brand new engine and uh, painting it and all that stuff. Because I noticed that you were in there, help sanding it down and getting it all ready and stuff like that. So what's the, the time process for that? I think my car probably took a total of nine or 10 weeks, maybe wow. a little longer. Yeah. And there was quite a few of us working on it, but I mean, I spent many late nights there. Like I think I probably had close to 500 hours, maybe 400 hours on it in 10 weeks. Just like, yourself alone? Just myself alone. Yeah. You know, plus the body work people and the mechanic that helped out. And oh, my boyfriend was in there doing metal work. So there was, it was a big, there was lots of hands on deck. It was lots of, you know, you got to keep organized. Lots of really quick decision making. <laughs> but yeah, and it totally, like, that's not with every car. It depends on the car. You know, like my car looked nice and round when we started with it. And then when I started sanding it myself, it was, it was really bad. It was, oh. the metal was bad. <laughs> I think uh, you guys were talking about there was like water kind of bubbling up underneath. So you actually had to uh, sand it down to basically bare metal. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I sanded and blasted it to bare metal. And it, like some some panels looked like they were like a crumped up piece, crumpled up piece of newspaper. And then they were just wavy. And then some of the panels had tons of the brass on it. They were braised. It was, yeah, it was a lot of work. There was a lot more rot than we thought, but there was a lot of ways to get around it rather wow. than, yeah. Like my, the, for example, the bottom of my fenders was really rotten. Uh-huh. So I just got rid of my running boards and just cut the fenders to line up with the body so that they didn't have to fix the rust. Just cut it off. Well, sometimes there's uh, tricks of the trade. Exactly. Yeah. And it looks really cool. <laughs> now, one of the questions that I have, and actually I didn't put it on there because like I had told you, I formulate questions as we talk. Uh, yeah. JF Customs actually painted the car for you. Does Mike yeah. not have his own paint shop? I mean, I thought he did. 
Yeah, we absolutely do. It was just a favor that they did. Um, I was like, I did fork out a lot of money for that. And he loved the car and just wanted to do it for me. And I, so all I really had to do was get my paint. That was a lovely shade. I mean, I love that. Yeah. You know, I think cars like that, that color, which is like, to me, it looks like a deep purplish, um, really pop, especially um, driving down the road. And when you see that stuff now, is that paint, is it like a, a glitter, like a glitter type paint? Yeah, it, it would be a metallic paint. So it's, I mean, it's technically a custom color because I, I got my color from the paint shop and it was a little too light for me. And I, she froze and uh, bear with us. I'm going to pause for a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just resumed, uh, I just resumed a uh, recording. So we lost Sarah for a second there, but she is back. Welcome back. And I think you were explaining about the, uh, the paint, the custom paint for your car. Yeah. Where did I get cut off there? Right. As, as soon as you started describing the paint, I mean, so I didn't get, all I got is a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the paint was a custom color uh, because when I got, when I chose my color and got the paint, I decided that it wasn't dark enough. So we added a whole bunch of black to it. Oh, okay. It would still have its nice metallic and pearl shine to it, but it's just a lot darker than, than it originally would have been, which I'm very happy with. Oh, amazing. Now, yeah. one thing that was really cool, um, the engine that was in there, I guess the compressions weren't very good, so the engine was kind of crap. And then Mike had bought a used engine from his part-time mechanic, and um, that engine also turned out to be a flop. So, yeah. like, when you saw the new engine, the crate engine that he got from the dealer, what were you, I mean, they only showed a little bit on TV, but, like, what were your thoughts? My thoughts were kind of like... How do I explain it? Like I was kind of like, like I was very excited and I was extremely overwhelmed and I was in disbelief. And I was also kind of like, Hey, screw you, man. In a way, just me and me and Mike have like a really good kind of hilarious relationship at work. And that was kind of my first thought. And then, uh, yeah. And then we did a bunch of filming with it. And as soon as I got in my car and I started driving home, I bawled crying the whole way home, like happy tears. I was just crying my face off because I was hunting like crazy for a motor and I just wanted something that I could make reliable to be able to boot around and boot back and forth to work and stuff. And just having him like step in and do that was like a huge weight off my shoulders. Like I was thinking I was going to have this big, gorgeous, beautiful car and it was going to have an empty, empty bay. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah. It seems so like, now, is he really nice like that? I, on the show, he seems nice, but in real life, in person, is he, is he really that nice? Yes, absolutely. He, wow. like I always say, I probably say every day that the world needs more people like Mike. Like Definitely. his heart is, his heart is something you don't come across every day. Like he, yeah, he truly is that nice. Oh, wow. Amazing. Now, um, once the car was finished and um, everything was put together and you brought in your father to the car, dude, he looked like was in yeah. awe. He was shocked. Like yeah. you guys riding this thing like all the time together? Well, because we live so far away from each other, no. But um, next year, we kind of, we talked on the phone last week and we talked about making sure that next year we go out in it together more. Oh, that's good. Nothing wrong with hanging yeah. out with your dad. Yeah. Now, you know, one thing I was looking at too, and I'm going to bring this up because this is kind of another question. I didn't realize uh, Tappan was so small. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like hardly anybody, like 800 and something that live there. Yeah. Wow. This is a small little uh, knit tight yeah. community. And I guess they dubbed it Rust Valley because literally is there like tons of uh, old rusty cars there, like everywhere? Yeah, there's tons. Like our area is kind of, it's a whole bunch of little communities similar to Tappan, 
uh-huh. that are all like maybe 10 kilometers apart. So there's a whole bunch of little communities that are, you know, six to 800 people. And it just, yeah, kind of seems that everybody either has a field full of stuff or something in their barn or something in their garage. It's kind of, wow. It's definitely it's bigger than here. It's funny you said 10 kilometers because I'm not used to the metric system. Oh, yeah. What is that in miles? <laughs> is that like a couple of miles? No, uh, I think it's like three. I could be totally wrong. I would Google it if I was you. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, kilometers is probably the only thing that I would use metric for. Like we say feet and inches. We don't say like meters and millimeters and centimeters. <laughs> it's about 6.2 miles. See, I, I'm learning something every day. Like, okay, yeah. I don't know why they never taught uh, America to use the metric system. That's just crazy. But uh, so yourself, you yourself don't live in Tappan then? I live in the next close over community that would, that is again about 800 people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man, I didn't realize, I didn't realize places up there were that small. All right. So now, um, now that you have the car done and like I said, you and your dad drove in it in that episode when you were driving down the road and, you know, the other car was following you guys. Like, was everybody waving at you? I mean, you know, because obviously they don't show much on TV. Yeah, there was lots of waves and kind of anybody that was walking along the beach there stopped and watched it drive by. And any, there was probably 80% smiles and 80% just kind of blank stares, like just in (laughs) awe. And that made me feel really good too, because the, the car is exactly what I wanted it to look like. It really is. Well, one thing about it is it's something that you put your heart and soul into it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you did, you know, pretty much all the work between you and and Avery and Mike and and, uh, Connor and all the other crew. Um, It's something that you can look proud and you can tell your friends and family and say, hey, I did that. And you'll appreciate it more. Yeah, that's the best part about it, honestly. Now, my concern is, well, it's not a concern. How do you get insurance on something like that? Is there like a certain type of classic car insurance that they provide when you go to uh, insure it? Yeah, well, you can you can have just regular insurance, but there is options. There's a collector's plate and there's a modified collector's plate. So collector's plate, you have to have absolutely everything stock on that car. But a modified collector's plate, you can do... Sorry, there's someone in the window. A modified collector's plate, you can, uh, you can do with which would be what I would have to have for my car because there's tons of modifications to it. But you still have to prove that it's, you know, a running driving car, that it's not rusty and rotten and it has to be safety approved and inspected. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I know here in Florida, we used to have inspections and years ago, one of our governors uh, got rid of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't agree with that because there's a lot of crappy cars on the road that shouldn't be on the road and inspections is a good thing. Um, Yeah. All right, so now let's talk a little bit about the show. There's uh, three seasons currently with 20 episodes, and believe it or not, I wish they had more episodes, but I understand mm-hmm. a lot of the streaming channels like Hulu, Netflix, and all them, they do, I guess, I don't know, I call them short seasons. You know, most yeah. of your TV shows have like 20, 22, 24 episodes, but obviously the reality shows on these streaming services do not have that. Um, being the uh, parts manager and the project manager, like uh, – if you're allowed to give it out, how much money does he actually spend on parts? And and how do you find all these uh, parts for these cars that basically they don't make any? Well, like with the spending, it depends on the car. It really depends on the car. You know, I've seen cars, even outside of Rust Bros, I've seen cars get, you know, $4,000 in parts. And I've seen cars get $30,000 in parts. Wow. Or even $50,000 in parts. It depends how far you're taking it. It depends what you want to do with it. 
it depends how rotten it is. If you, you know, if you're making parts, if you're rebuilding parts or if you're buying new parts and then with sourcing them, like it, again, it depends on the car. Like they do reproduce a lot of stuff, but you know, in our case, we would rather have it be original if it's, mm -hmm. you know, a trim piece or a body panel, but you know, they, they do make new brake pads and drums and kits and, you know, you can custom order a drive shaft and you can still get all the parts for the trannies and the motors. And Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a lot of rare cars out there that we built. Um, Canadian cars being one of the biggest that it's hard to find stuff for, but there's people out there, you know, we know lots of people with wrecking yards and collectors and then you've got, you know, there's tons of guys on eBay and yeah. So it's, <laughs> we're freezing again. Technical difficulties. One more time. It is possible, but again, still with us. You still there? Yeah. Okay, you froze. <laughs> ah, you did too. Well, there I am. Like I can't see myself. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Like I said, when I go back and edit all this, it's it's not a big deal. I try to take stuff out, and then if if it's too bad, you know, I just cut it out, and then because you may say, "Oh, I I thought I said that," but trust me, I've had to cut stuff out. But uh, <laughs> anyway, now how is it like working with Mike and Avery and Connor? Uh, Avery seems like he's nice, but he's a little crazy with that laugh. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like he just likes to, uh, uh, yell a lot. <laughs> huh. Um, I would say, yeah, like I love, I love working with all of them. Like Mike, they're all very loud. They're all very loud and proud, but so am I. And so is the rest of the crew. I mean, honestly, you kind of have to be a little bit, I don't know what the word would be different to work at rest bros. Mm hmm it is like it's loud all day between the tools and all the guys and you know Mike and Connor are father son relationship so they kind of have their own relationship and Avery and Mike are best friends so they have their own relationship but when we all come together it's kind of like beautiful chaos <laughs> hey nothing wrong with that I, I you know I guess yeah. I guess when you're working at a place like that well any place uh it's like being in a family you kind of spend more time with them than you do with your own family and that's with any job yeah, absolutely. So now I noticed in, uh, I believe it was episode, uh, season three, episode six, um, I noticed that uh, Avery, not Avery, yeah, Avery, excuse me, basically uh, started his own Wildman restoration because it seems like there was a little bit of tiff between him and Mike. Um, now, I know you probably can't say, was that kind of real or was that kind of, uh, what do you call it, scripted? Now, if you can't say, that's fine. Yeah, I I mean I can't say, but I can say that nothing is really scripted. Okay, good. Yeah. Now I'm just curious, um, if because I know you can't say anything, if they do come out with a season four, which I hope they do because I really need some other stuff to watch. Um, <laughs> hopefully they show a little bit of Avery's uh his little restoration shop, even though it's small. Um, you know, it's kind of nice to see both sides, like we sit, like we saw with JF Customs. You know, we saw a little bit of his stuff that he did as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, JF does do beautiful work, but I can't. Yeah, I can't. I just can't say. What do you see yourself five years from now? Do you do you want to get into acting? Do you want to get into modeling? Uh, like, what do you want to do five years from now? Or do you want to continue doing this? I want to continue doing this. I would hope to still work for Mike in five years. Um, I don't know what his plan is, if he has a retirement plan or if he wants to do this forever. But I would still see myself. I would still see myself in doing what, exactly what I'm doing. Hopefully in the same shop. Now, is he still trying to sell that? Because I know at one time it was up for sale. Yeah, it is on. It's currently on the market again. Oh wow. Yeah, he he did renew his contract, but I don't think that he's had any interested buyers this time around. I could be totally wrong, but it is on the market. 
Yeah, they showed some of the pictures, and man, he he has got a ton of cars, and and I bet yeah. you it would be interesting to just walk out there and see all the types of cars. I'm sure yeah. some of those cars out there I've never seen before. Yeah, it's the I've worked there for three years, and every now and again I still see a car down there that I haven't noticed yet, <laughs> and I spend a lot of time down there. <laughs> I know years ago, um, my dad was going to buy property in Alabama and there was a guy across the road and we were talking and he employed one of the guys that lived there as a body man. And the guy goes, I have 45 antique cars. And I go, he says, tomorrow morning, bring my worker to my shop in um, Dothan, Alabama. And he says, I'll prove it to you. So I was going in like, yeah, right. This guy's telling a fib. I don't believe him. So we drove up. He lived in a mansion. It was an older style mansion. And he had a 400-foot two-story garage. And you literally could fit two vehicles sideways and two vehicles um, long ways down the middle. And you could still walk. And he had over 45 classic cars from uh, restored to rust buckets. that uh, He mm-hmm. had an old uh, Rolls Royce that looked like a mm-hmm. hunk of tin worth 250000 as is. Yeah, and- I believe it. And he said, once I restore it, he said, it'll be worth uh, over a million. And yeah. I go, can I take pictures? And he said, no, please don't. He says, I've already been broken into twice and had some vehicles stolen. He said, I don't need that. And I said, okay, I appreciate that. that you told me that. Yeah. But it's just amazing how Mike's love for rust um, has turned into a, a kind of a hobby. Um, now, do you do you actually help them on some of the other cars as well besides uh, your own? Yeah, I really like to get in there. I mean, I'm like managing parts and project. I'm super busy, but there's usually a few hours a week that I can get my hands in there. And it's usually just with disassembly and reassembly. I don't okay. do body work or anything like that. I don't get in the mechanics way, but, you know, I like to sit in lighting and I like to do the interior. And I really like to take stuff apart, too. I'm pretty fast at that, so... <laughs> uh, i'm good at taking stuff apart i just yeah. can't put it back together yeah <laughs> now what about your other uh uh cast crew member the the young girl the 17 18 year old girl was her oh, name cassidy she turns 20 in a couple months oh i love that truck the, the pink color yeah plus it was a chevy <laughs> yeah so awesome so what was it like uh picking out the colors for that car did you help her with that or did you help also get the parts for that car if they if the truck that she needed? Yeah, I helped her with parts. I, I helped her with a lot of her motor parts. And uh, she pretty much did her whole interior herself. And then, uh, what, what did he ask me before that? I was going to talk. Oh, the color. Yes. Um, the color she picked herself, it's actually a Harley Davidson color. And it's called Playboy Pink. So she pretty much already had that picked. She knew exactly what she wanted. <laughs> wow. I mean, that yeah. that truck, is it was just so beautiful. And, and then again, you know, she could say basically... She did this as well. Um, yeah. Man, I, I tell you what, I'm kind of jealous that you guys can uh, t- can do stuff like this. I wish I, I mean, I probably could, but I just don't have the resources or the place to do anything. Um, man, I give you guys credit for doing that. You, it's amazing what you guys can do with your hands and taking stuff apart. And wow. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so um, before I let you go, um, I didn't know if you have any final last words that you wanted to say. And then once you get done with your final last words, uh, if you want to, uh, plug yourself as far as any Instagram feeds, Facebook, and plug the show. Uh, I would love for you to do that. Right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I have blonde hair. That's my excuse a lot. That's okay. Um, You're fine. Yeah, um, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, I was a little bit nervous, but I feel a lot better about it now. And I mean, if you want to do another one in the future, we're totally up for that. 
Yes. Um, my Instagram is Sarah Ward 38 and there's a period in between everything. It's Sarah.Ward.38. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I do have a small Facebook page. It's just my name with Russ Bros, but I don't post on there as much as I do on Instagram for sure. Okay. No Twitter at all? No Twitter, no. And um, do you have any final words for the fans out there or for anybody in general? Um, just thanks. Thanks for the love and support. I mean, we, we wouldn't be able to do it without them. Right. And the support is huge. And there's so many kids out there, like young kids, children that love us. And that is my favorite part about doing this is the kids. We get mail letters all the time. Kids drawing Mike and kids drawing the cars and really, yeah, we get little cards and stuff all the time from kids. And that is the best part about it. It's what makes it the most worth it. <laughs> wow. So, so, so you actually get yourself fan mail. Yeah. We get tons of fan mail. Yeah. That, that is just so neat. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And the kids are the best. So parents, if you have kids that love our show, you can Google our address, please send us mail. We love it. Makes Mike smile every time he opens mail from a kid. Man, maybe I might have to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I, uh, I've met celebrities pretty much half my life because I used to go to conventions. And it's funny how you say that. I had sent a, a mail request uh, for an autograph to Maggie Grace at the uh, in Hawaii when they were filming the Lost TV series. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about it. I get an <gasps> autograph back nine years yeah. later. Holy smokes, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's a long I, time. I lost it. And I don't know what I did with it, but that was the longest request. So to me, when you get something through the mail, like an autograph, you don't know if it's real or not. And I thought it was real because of the fact is it took so long to get it back. Basically, the yeah. show was over and four years later. So it's like, it's amazing. But and I may have to send you guys fan mail. I'll just put Jose Roldan and, and care of, I'll put your name on it. So that way you know who it was. But yeah, I have the mail key. I do all that. So <laughs> yeah, I would love to uh, have you back on the show. What I would love to do, and I know it'd be very impossible, but it would be nice to do a zoom meeting with uh, you, uh, Mike and Avery and all that. I don't know how, how well they are with uh, zoom and all that stuff, but that would actually be cool. Yeah. I mean, I can, I'll definitely mention it, but it's their schedules are so hectic. So the chances of all of us are together being really is probably really slim. But you know, you might yeah. be easier to get like Connor or like me and Cassidy and Connor or something like that. I mean, well, I don't know. We'll see. I'll well, do see, my best. I messaged Cassidy about the same time that I messaged you, and I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't want to keep sending stuff because then you'd be like, "Oh, this guy's stalking me" or something. And then when you, I was sleeping, and then I just woke up and I looked. And I'm like, oh, goodness, Sarah messaged me back. And I'm like, this is cool, you know. And I sent Cassidy a couple, and she hasn't responded. Um, so, you know, whenever she does, that's fine. Or if you want to mention it to her to check her messenger request and from there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think she's like me because I only check that probably like every four months or something like that. And it was kind of fluke that I checked it recently after that you messaged because I probably wouldn't have seen it for another three months or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I got lucky. Woohoo! But yeah, yeah, your intuition is on point. <laughs> and if you would like to get a hold of the Jose Show, you can find me on Twitter at J O S E R O L D A N J R for Jose Roldan Jr. On Facebook, do a search for the Jose Show. I have a page and a group. My email is the Jose Show at gmx.com. And once again, we had Sarah Ward from the Netflix documentary series Rust Valley Restores on today. And it was really great talking to her. And like I said, we'll have you on again. And I really appreciate you being on here. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. I had fun. You're welcome. And we will see you on the next episode of The Jose Show. I am your host, Jose Roldan Jr. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Jose Show. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And see you next time on The Jose Show. Oh,